Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah Morader. And we're a hot mess. Yes. <laughs> I think we've used that phrase before, but we continue. We to continue be- to use it. Yeah. Because I think people need to know that it's okay to not have everything together. And so on this fine Tuesday afternoon, I will tell you, Sarah has a stomach bug. I am on the verge of a migraine that I will be pushing off all week because I just don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. And um, and we still want to come and share our lives with you because that's what we've committed to do when everything in my body just wants to be in bed. That would be really nice. I have I have been sick since yesterday and I was like, but I said Tuesday that I was going to be here doing this. So I'm here doing this. And plus I get to see you. So that's, that's an extra, well, that's probably the main reason, but, but I love. No, no need to sugarcoat it, Sarah. (laughs) We'll just say she's here for me. Duh. (laughs) Of course I am. Of course I am. So it was so amazing last week to do this with you, um, again, after all these years. And, um, I left here so excited And then I was like, oh, no, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? All of these things. And I got some really great encouragement um, being on Facebook, which I can't believe I'm on Facebook, but I got some great encouragement there. And just um, it was a huge blessing to me. So I want to thank you to say thank you to everybody who did give me encouragement. Um, Words are like super, super important to me. So um, it was just it just blessed me. So I just wanted to say as, thank you. As it should. It was, um, there, there was a lot of great feedback. I actually have um, feedback in my messenger that I'm supposed to share with you, but it was like really long. So I didn't want to screenshot it and, oh. and text it because you'd get it in like four pieces. Mm-hmm. But um, so I need to share that with you before you go today. I didn't ask if it was okay to read here. So I'm not going to do that without permission. Sure. And, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was really good to, to have so many nice things said mm-hmm. and to have people who listened to authentic life radio from the beginning, um, be excited that it's back. And then I've seen some new people come on like, and it, it's really exciting. I'm glad that we're able to share and not just our, not just my life, but our friendship with mm-hmm. And, and our lives with, with other people. So so how has this week been for you? But I know you have a huge week coming up. You're I have gonna it. Be very, you're going to have like a lot of stuff you have to get done and you're doing. And But the past week, how was that for you? The past week has been, um, it, it's been really, it's been really good. I think. Good. You think? <laughs> as much as I can remember, I think it was good. That's very much the honest truth. As much as I can remember, it's been very good. Uh, the one sad part of the week is that Cliff and I have finished Game of Thrones. We're now caught up with the rest of the world who has decided to be part of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which I understand that it's not for everybody, but it is truly incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it is some fantastic storytelling. Obviously, you have to be comfortable with language and violence and breasts. But <laughs> if you are, you really, really should be watching Game of Thrones because it is an incredible story. I love the, how it's told as if it's um, historical fiction rather than fantasy. It's just 
so enjoyable. So now that's over. And now I'm like, now what? Yeah, I was going to say, what are you going to do with your time now? <laughs> I have no idea because it was all of the last five weeks, except for when we were in Tennessee, was devoted to Game of Thrones. <laughs> so now you're going to have to find a new obsession. So we're looking for a new obsession. We have not found it yet. And um, well, my husband is quite obsessed with his grass growing. And um, he, he asked me yesterday, um, if I ever got annoyed with his little obsessions and I'm like, ah, a little bit because he can go so far to an extreme on being except, um, obsessed with any one thing. And that's not really bad. So can I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, but his are like the most absurd things to me. And right now it is growing our grass. He, one of his dreams is to have the best lawn in the neighborhood and he is well on his way. Well, I can tell you that it looks a lot better than a couple of weeks ago when I pulled up. I swear I'm driving down your street and I see this this lawn of brown. It's dead. I mean, all around, everything else in, in your neighborhood's green. And then like the most dead brown, just it looked like a barren depressing desert. yard that I've, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I think, I mean, I just... I was just shocked. I was shocked. And then I walk in. I'm like, um, what's going on with your all's grass? <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny. But but you, but Cliff ended up saying, and you told me to, I mean, both of you told me that you had to kill everything off um, in order to make, in order for it to, to, grow grow, new. to grow new, for it to look the way that it was, that it's intended to and all of this stuff. It's and a really I'm, great life analogy. Well, yeah. So we started talking about that and um, it was, it was really great um, that, that the grass was just, and honestly, I feel like the grass is my life. I swear I do. Um, I feel like everything in my life, mostly everything, I shouldn't say everything. That's a huge generalization, but a lot has been killed off in my life and has been taken away. And now God has the opportunity to grow new. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's hard though. That's, it's been a hard for me. It's been a hard week. Um, I, I don't know if after we recorded and, you know, I sounded strong and, and whatever it, Things probably, I mean, there were some things that happened that just reminded me of the life that I thought that I had, the life that the dreams that I wanted are just now are gone. And um, so I'm glad we can laugh about the grass. That's how, I, that's how my life feels like. But it also helps me to re- remember that it's going to start growing new again. It already is. Because I can tell you, I've driven up and I've seen your barren desert and I'm watching your grass grow new. And it's, I understand that there are still times when it will hit you Mm -hmm. and that you will be in a situation where it's blaringly obvious. But I think that as time moves on and you continue to heal Mm -hmm. from that and and become stronger and more confident in absolutely where you are in life, mm-hmm. which is exactly where you're supposed to be. I believe that with everything that's in me. <laughs> it's really hard to filter some of my thoughts here, guys. It's really hard. Um, well, 
Yes, I... I honestly believe that you were in the exact right place. It's different than what you thought it would be, but that doesn't mean it's not right. I know that God is redeeming every single thing that has happened, especially over the past five years of my life. Um, And I should just say everything in my life, you know, I mean, but the past five years have been especially hard. Um, And so when I look at that, when I think about that, it, One of the things that that God really, really put upon, impressed upon my heart was the times that I get really upset or really sad. He's like, Sarah, I have freed you. I have freed you from 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 situations. I have freed you to be who I've created you to be. Why do you keep trying to shackle yourself back to something and to dreams that were not um, who you who I've created you to be? Um, so I guess since I'm here in front of the, I want people to know that that there is hope after all of this, but it's still, there's still grief and there's still hurt and there's still all of, um, and it's hard, hard work. And so it's trying to be authentic in that way, but then also making sure that I have, give hope as well. Yes. Um, one of the things that I do love about you, Steph, is that you've always seen me as who God created me to be. Mm-hmm. And you've always encouraged that. That has was not true um, in my marriage. I'll just put that out there. It wasn't true in my marriage. Um, I couldn't authentically be, and I know I use that word, but it's true. I, we started this radio, um, this podcast thing to, because it was to teach, to, um, to encourage, to do all of that's, who I am down to the core of my being, but I wasn't allowed to do that. And, um, it wasn't encouraged to do that. Uh, so it's just been really hard to, to let go of what I thought my path was, but to accept that God has actually is freeing me to be myself, to be who he he created me to be. He is absolutely. I, um, Anyone who knows me knows that free is a very important word to me. Mm -hmm. So much so, it's literally on my body. On your body. Mm -hmm. On purpose. As a reminder of my freedom. Mm -hmm. And the things that I have broken free from. Because I still have triggers. Mm -hmm. I still have moments that can put me back right in the center of those feelings and as if I'm experiencing it again for the first time, whether it be hurt or not being enough or not being wanted or um, whatever it is, I still have triggers. Cliff and I used to have a joke that we had, I had like trigger Wednesday because there were like three Wednesdays in a row that something happened that really messed with my mental clarity. And And so I I had an aunt after I got my tattoo, which for those of you who don't know, I have a tattoo on my arm that is, um, it is in the outline of Minnie Mouse of just the, um, just the head and the ears and the bow. And in the center of it, it says free. 
Um, it's very intentional. It means everything to me and the journey that God has brought me on since 2012. And I had um, an aunt who was like, why would you put words on your, but like, I get that it's your body and art is art, and what, but where, why do you need free? And I'm like, look, it's my body. It's my arm. And that means something to me. And you can't take that away from me. Mm-hmm. You can sit there with your judgment and your snarls and your <laughs> and your nasty words, but you can't take it from me because it's mine and it means something to me. Well, those of you who don't know, um, I got a tattoo on my wrist. I've actually I got it before you. You did. And um, it was just in the shape of a heart because God throughout my life has spoken to me in hearts. It's just been what he's done. Um, there'll be times that I would be uh, walking around doing, um, and I'd find a, um, a rock-shaped a heart. You know what I'm trying to say? I can't even say it right. A heart-shaped rock. Thank you. I knew. See, really, I don't feel good, y'all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I wanted to be here. So, yes, um, a rock in the shape of a heart. And I medicated before you got here, so this should be really fun. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Or, or leaves or, and so he, God's been very gracious to me because nature. Imagine nature. I was just going to, right. Creatures and creation and all of that. But there'd be times and I would just, so hearts have always been just so good to me when I was a little girl too. I would, um, what I would always write, my parents would go to, um, to choir practice on Wednesdays, talk about Wednesdays. And so I would go, We so we would be at church and they would be doing their thing and I would not want to be with the little kids. I would had just had enough of just kids. So I would, even as that's a kid. What, that's what kind of, right. I'd be like, oh, I'm done with this. Y'all, y'all, you can just do. So I would go find a room by myself in the church and I would, and I would write. And the one thing that I would write over and over again is I love Jesus with I heart Jesus. I heart Jesus. I heart Jesus. And the other thing, then right underneath it, I would write, I heart my future husband. And, and it would be something I would write over and over and over again. And um, I just, I love hearts. And even from, from the time I was a little girl, that and smiley faces. So, but but hearts have been my thing. So I got that probably, if you got your tattoo in 2012. I, no, I, I didn't. Oh, I got my tattoo four years ago. Okay, so, so. I think mine was five years ago. Yeah. I don't know. So I, But anyways, it's on my right wrist, and the reason I put it on my right wrist is my favorite verse is Isaiah 41, 13, which says, I will take hold of your right hand. That's why mine's on my right. Yeah, So because I know that God continues to hold my hand. So when um, my ex decided, and, and I just left it blank, um, and so when my ex told me that he wanted a divorce over... He's, he had told me multiple times, but I knew that this one was for real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, what? Okay, go ahead. Right. Um, so when he told me that, um, in, I, went up, I went down to visit my parents in Tennessee, and I, um, I decided, I felt him say, Sarah, you are, who do you think? Who do you think you really are to me? And um, I've come up with all these different words, but the one word that kept just coming back to me and kept coming back was he said, you're my beloved. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. It doesn't matter what anybody, how anybody else looks at you. I look at you as my beloved. And so I put that in my, in my, in my heart, in my wrist. Um, and so that's my word that he gave me. I love that he gave you free. Mm-hmm. I love that he gave me beloved in the, because he knows at the core of who we are 
how he's created us to be, that there's some kind of wound. <laughs> there is some kind Absolutely. of huge wound that we that only he can fix, that only he can that only he can make right. And um it kind of goes I know we're gonna talk about the book, but she talks in the first chapter, the book again is Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst about what do we believe as at the core of who we are. And for the longest time, I believed that I wasn't lovable. I wasn't, and it was reinforced in my marriage. It really was. I, I never, whether it's, you know, I'm sure it's a combination of both of our faults. I'm not going to just I know put it on him and, and just say that, but, um, you know, that has been an attack from the enemy from the beginning of time that Sarah, Sarah Moore, now Sarah, I mean, but you know my name, but you are not lovable. And, and I went on, I started my journey probably when I was 30. So I'm for like this mm-hmm. journey of this deep intimacy with, with God. And, um, I mean, I've always loved him. He's been everything, but I was, I know that he put, basically put me in the wilderness at 30 years old and said, okay, let's. We've got to we've got to get rid of this whole lie, and um, so, anyways, that's my word. That is my word. It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I I love that that's your word, and I'm not I'm not taking it from you. But in 2012, before I went to, um, the captivating retreat, which changed my life, it changed. It changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it really did. You came back a different person. It it changed me, and. I, um, one of my goals for, for 2012, and I, I still have the paper written and I know I took a picture of it. So there's like pictures on the internet somewhere. Um, one of my goals for the year was I wanted to shed every name and every, every name and everything that anyone had called me up until that point, Mm -hmm. any label that had been put on me that wasn't mine, I, I wanted gone. And um, and so that became my prayer in January. And then in February, I went um, up that mountain in my, we started in Colorado Springs and it was like two and a half hour mm-hmm. climb up. I was literally in nowhere. And um, <laughs> that's not true. It has a name. I just don't remember what it is. <laughs> and, um, and before... I got free and before I got thriving mosaic, which is now my online um, name that I use um, beloved was, was the word that he gave me. So I love that it was the same word mm-hmm. for, for both. And I've, I mean, I, I've grown and, um, and free came after that and free is what stuck. But we are his beloved. Absolutely. And I, you know, I remember wanting to be ba- uh, baptized when I was a little girl. For those of you who, again, who didn't grow up the way that that I did, maybe you can understand this in the way um, of, I wanted to be, I wanted to be made perfect and I wanted to do things perfect. And for me growing up in the church, I thought I'd, I had to be baptized in order because then everything would be everything would go away. And there was hurt from so much um, that had happened. I, I, I've i now figured out um, throughout this, I mean, there's so many 
I feel like I'm going to go off in so many directions, but I mean, there are a lot of directions to go in, right? I figured out through my divorce and through the process of this, that I, I was, um, molested at a young age and very young age, which I didn't, I didn't know about, didn't figure out. My didn't have a memory of, didn't have a memory mm-hmm. of, but going through therapy and whatever it, it helped me. And so I never felt good. I never, never felt whole. I never felt innocent. I never felt pure. And then I, so when baptism, when, when that's given as an option of everything will be washed away, my little brain, my little childlike brain was like, I can be, I mean, like, it's just, it's going to be taken away. I'm going to be made to do over. Yeah. And so my dad baptized me when I, and I had been asking for a couple of years, but my dad ended up baptizing me when I was 10. And I remember coming up out of the water and thinking nothing, nothing, nothing's changed. changed nothing's changed that that didn't do anything now i'm not saying that <laughs> baptism is not because it's a, you know it was but you were a child and so looking at it as a child you did not come up out of the water any different physically mm-hmm. or mentally that you went in because i don't think at 10 you can understand that spiritually you're different when you come up correct spiritually and um and it helped me to understand i mean now that I've gone on this journey with God, it is me giving my life over to him so he can give me a complete do over for the rest of my life, you know, and show me how I, how I was intended to live and, and who I, who he's created me to be. But at 10, I just wanted everything to be made perfect. And, and it wasn't. Um, and so that was, that was hard for me. Um, and I'd so desperately just wanted to know I was loved for me and not for anything that I did or for anything that had happened or whatever. I just wanted someone to love and adore me as a person. And um, I can tell you that throughout the past several, several years, God has been able to to ingrain in that into my heart and to ingrain that in my personality that I don't have to be or to do anything for anyone else for him to love me because he created me the way that he wanted and, and for his joy and for his um, pleasure. And if other people can't accept that, if they don't accept that, that's their problem, basically. Absolutely. Do I need to grow and change? Yes, At, I do. Right. And and I'm on that, and I'm trying to be on that growth path of of becoming more like Christ. But he still has given us unique personality. He's still given us unique things in order to display his glory to, 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 because he finds pleasure in us individually. Um, and it would be very boring if we were all the same people. And if other people in our lives can't accept that or don't encourage it or don't applaud us on the journey that God's put us on, that's not my problem. That's their, their problem. Um, and... That's something that I have really, really come to appreciate about my divorce, um, because I can tell you, and I, and I don't want to degrade my ex. That's not my heart or my my motivation. It's it's really not. But I can tell you that I do appreciate that God has allowed me to become more of who He intended me to be, and be um, passionate about the things I'm passionate about because I'm no longer trying to please someone else. Um, Absolutely. So I have a favorite. Um, I love music. I love 
all music and I love lyrics. I um, think in another life I was meant to be. Sure, you were. Um, maybe that's something I'll still do one day. But uh, one of my favorite lyrics, and I'm, I'm looking for it right now, so, so bear with me, um, is... Zach Brown Band, whom I absolutely love. Okay. Um, the song is Day That I Die. And the lyric is, on the day that I die, I want to say that I was a man who really lived and never compromised. And it's not that you never compromise. It's that I will not compromise who I am for you. Who you've been created Who to be. Who I have been created to be will not be compromised for other people. So um, just so you know that that's how I, I compromise all the time. I'm married. I have children that my life is full of, of compromise, but I will not compromise who I am, who I was created to be to serve the purpose of those around me. Okay. On the day that I die, I want to say that I was a man who really lived and never compromised. And when I've lived out my days until the very end, I hope they find me in my home, a guitar in my hands. And, um, and then at the end, it says, um, a man who really loved and never compromised. And so I, I love that, you know, on, on the day that I die, I want them to say that I lived and I loved fiercely those who that were put into my life and that I did not compromise who I am and who God created me to be, to live fiercely and to love fiercely those around me. And you do. And I hope that they find me in my home with my Kindle reading a, a, a book. Like <laughs> seriously, that that is... That is, that speaks to me in great, just when you take the lyric and it's just in its simplest form, this is what I want, this is how I want to be remembered. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the things that's crazy or crazy good about any relation or should be crazy good about any relationship is that you can be yourself and you encourage the other person to be themselves and you grow and you accept them and you love them and you... Um, you can just laugh at your weaknesses because everybody has them. And then, but you, you accept them where they're at in that, but know that they're on a journey. And Absolutely. I, I think that that's been, what's been so good about our relationship, Steffi, is that we have, we both know we have issues and we're right. a hot mess. Like today, <laughs> like I don't have no idea if this podcast is going to be any good, but you know what? It'll be entertaining. <laughs> It'll be like, what was wrong with those two? <laughs> but we have encouraged each other to be who God created us to be. Yes. And I, I have always, like, I remember telling you when, as, as we, um, we had been friends for, for years, but I mm -hmm. said, I, I would tell you, you let me be myself. Do you remember me telling I do. you that? You've always told me that. Over and over You've and over. You've always told me that. I don't feel like there has to be any pretense. I don't feel on edge. I don't feel like my shoulder's clenching. I've never felt that with you. Um, it has just been this incredible feeling of being at home. And I have loved that. And that's what I, I want people to know that they can be themselves with me and that they're at home. And what I mean by that is that they're safe, 
They can be vulnerable. They can let everything out and down because they know. Because that, so can you. Yes. Because so can you. I, I have not walked, felt that. In a, I didn't feel that. Right. I know. You, you were not encouraged that. I think that I, I, I look at, we have a lot of similarities in our childhood. And, and I look at how we both got married young and I think that one of, I'm trying to use the right words because you said I can't bash. So I won't bash. I'll just build mine up. One of the (laughs) blessings that I was given in my husband is a man who allowed me to heal when I brought hurt into our marriage and how that relationship then grew and flourished because of that. He got to reap the benefits of that healing. Yes. Like it's become like 22 years in my marriage is nowhere near what it was when I started. Number one, I was a child. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. And I can tell you, I would have issue if my daughter came home and said she wanted to get married at 18. And she's two months from turning 19 or like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And I know Cliff would have issue with it. I was a child. I didn't know myself. While I think that my dad raised me in freedom, I let a lot of other influences in in trying to find who I was but I was still so wrapped in hurt and pain that I couldn't embrace that freedom I mean it took it took a long time absolutely I think that I was given the freedom the grace I was gonna say the grace and the time to heal and to find who I truly was and you were not but it's my but it's been my heart but it has been your heart to have that mm-hmm. so let me tell you while the last 5 years have been your hardest yet the next 5 years will be your best yet thank you i hope so you don't hope i mean hope yes but trust my truth <laughs> <laughs> And um, what, what is this? Um, I'd rather ignore honesty was chapter one of uninvited. Um, trust my truth in that I believe you're, you're no longer shackled in one place. You now have the freedom to move forward and, I, and, and to grow. And I'm so excited about that. Um, but in the midst of this journey, y'all, I am being really honest. It is hard to be to go through a divorce, to have everything ripped away that you thought you had, that you thought you knew the comfort, the, I didn't, I, I didn't even have my last name anymore that I've had, you know, it, just down to my name, how I identified by my name. It's just, there, there are no words unless you've gone through a divorce or going through a divorce or um, basically feel so rejected and betrayed that your life just starts not even at ground zero. It is like you feel buried underneath things. Um, it hurts. It is hard. And I need, I guess what I, today, like I'm not, 
wording things really well, but my heart is to come here to just be vulnerable and to be real, to let you know that there is hope that, um, even though you might not think that like today there's hope, there is hope. And I'm making myself vulnerable because honestly, the last thing I wanted to do today was get in front of front of a microphone and talk because I knew that I'm in a very vulnerable place. I feel, I feel, especially the past week, I feel so alone. Um, I have lots of friends. I do. I have lots of good people in my life. I have incredible people that, encourage me and I know that love me, but I still, I still, there's this today or the past couple of days, I'm, I have been just feeling alone. So I want everyone to know that I may sound strong. My friend and I, who I, last week I may have sounded strong. My friend and I, who's also going, I mean, almost to the T we're going through similar um, experiences. Yes. I mean, I mean like it's hilarious, but she was just saying that she has people that look at her and say, you look so strong. You, you, you put out this, this air that everything is fine. And you know, I know that there are days that I do that, but there are still days that I feel alone and not good enough and rejected. And all of those things today is one of those days. So talk about authentic. This is who I am today. Let me tell you that you are strong. Yes, I know that I am. There are days where you might not feel strong, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that your strength is any less. And I love you. To the core of my being, <laughs> I, I know you do. love you. I know you do. So let me not hurt you when I say these words. There was nothing comforting about the last 10 years. Nothing. Comfort was not taken from you. An idea of comfort That's exactly was right. taken from you. The idea of what I thought that I had and what I had poured my life into and yes. what I, whatever. But you're exactly right. And you know that firsthand. You've been pouring your life down the drain for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff. Doesn't mean I love you any less. No. But there was no comfort there. It was the idea of comfort. Mm-hmm. And now you can create your own comfort. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I love that. I love your wisdom there because I think so many times we think that when we have lost everything, when it's all been stripped away, everything we've honestly been holding on to and grasping on to isn't real. And it gives God the opportunity to to grow real grass. <laughs> it's Absolutely. beautiful, true. It is going to be the prettiest grass in the neighborhood. Yes. And and but he had to Sarah is going to walk around and be like I'm going to be, I want my grass to look like hers. (laughs) That's how people are going to be. And that's what I, and and I know that. And I want that. I guess I also just want to put out there that it's not pretty to be dug up. (laughs) It's not pretty to be. It's not. (laughs) I think Cliff has, I I think he's been vlogging our yard. (laughs) It's not, but regrowth is beautiful. And it, and also painful. Because I think for me too, I see that, man, I, I messed up and you can a lot, you can look back and say, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. I did this wrong. And you can dwell on it or you can learn from it. Yep. And that's, and I am, I truly, truly am. 
But I feel like you need these reminders today, though. I don't know. Are we really going to publish this podcast? Absolutely. Oh. So, but before we, I have to pick up McKenna. So we will have to wrap up in a few minutes. And um, it's really weird when I have to pick her up now because I've had children who drive for mm-hmm. three for three years. It, it's been three years since I've been on like carpool duty. So to have to, but Matthew has something after school. So I have to tell you, when I first started reading chapter one of Uninvited, which is titled, I'd rather ignore honesty. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. And it's not that I don't, where is this? She says, she said something in here that I was like, I don't think I fit into her category that she's... Steph, no, I don't think that you do. We've... I I mean, I finished the chapter, and I think that it's going to be an excellent book. But she says something here, somewhere, about everybody... Because she says, she says everybody. There's not a person. That's what she's... There's not a person. No one... I'll find it. I should have underlined it when I saw it. But... um, but I really, I really did like this chapter. So going along, I, I, and I did too. I mean, and I think it has probably speaking to me more. And I think we just go through different seasons. So it could be that that could be you're not in that season yet. But this right here maybe sums up what I've been saying this whole um, <laughs> podcast. And it says, um, she says, rejection steals the best of who I am by reinforcing the worst of what's been said to me. She said, rejection isn't just an emotion we feel. It's a message that's sent to the core of who we are, causing us to believe lies about ourselves, others, and God. And let me tell you, going, um, going through this divorce has been the re- biggest rejection of my life. It has reinforced that I'm not good enough, that I'm not lovable, that... Um, tried to, because none of that's true. It's tried to reinforce. Yeah, it did. Re- <laughs> actually, it did reinforce it. I know, but. The, but but coming to the realization that those are all lies, coming to the realization that that's not how I that's not how God views me, and He has He has put people throughout my entire journey on this earth, people in my life to combat those lies. Um, and as I look back on my journey, I can see that I can see Him being faithful. I can see you know. I can see him saying, you are not rejected. You are accepted. You are longed for. You are, you are wanted. And maybe, maybe not today. <laughs> Do I feel that? Or actually the past couple of days, maybe the past couple of days, I really haven't felt that, but feelings are fickle. Feelings aren't truth. Feelings are come and go, mm-hmm. but there is a truth. There is a foundation. There is something that God is building in me that won't be shaken because of who he is and who he says I am. And he will, I know that he will continue to put people in my life to encourage me on that journey and to allow me to be myself because that's just what he does. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. He has come to give us life and to give us abundant life. And what it means by that is to show us the real way to live and me living in this trying to please everybody is not a real way to live. Um, And so I know that. 
my feelings may say one thing, but that's not the truth. Mm-mm. And well, I love how she broke that down in that there, there was the line that is, you know, could be your, the feeling and what it is labeling you and the lie that it is telling you. Mm-hmm. I did like when she, when she broke that down. And I mean, I've dealt with rejection. I, yes, I understand rejection. I do. And, um, I wish I could find, I wish, I really wish I could find the, um, the line or the sentence that she said that really just struck me in the beginning as, I I just don't remember, I I can't find it, but, um, but I think about, I, I think about my life and, um, the, I'd rather ignore honesty, um, I'd rather been, not. <laughs> well, yes, yes and no. But there have been times in your life. I mean, there's been times in my life well, as we've gone, we've been friends that we don't really see things right. the way they truly are no, because I, it hurts too it, it hurts too much or it may, it's going to cause us to have to change some things or whatever. I I, I I I understand what I think for me what she's trying to say is that sometimes denial is a great place to live because yeah. then the reality because you get to keep your rose-colored glasses on mm-hmm. you know and and so i i mean i understand what she's saying here you know b- embracing honesty and i think prior to 2012 um i didn't embrace honesty nearly as much as maybe i thought i did mm-hmm. but let me tell you guys i walk around with my guts hanging out obviously my ugly is not afraid to show. And I and if my ugly will let one other person know that it's okay to let their show too, I'm okay with that. I, I'm very okay with that. But that's where I'm at now. And that's where I'm at now. And I agree with you, but I think it's but it's been a process. So, it's been a journey. It's absolutely. Because been- life's a journey. And and I'm not gonna say that I'll never deal with rejection again. You know? Um I I try to be careful of how I share my story because there are people that I don't want to like harm with my words along the way. So I know rejection and there are things that happen in my life, even in my free, ugly hanging out life that can trigger me back to that mental place of rejection. And that's why free is on my arm and I hold my, I hold my own hand and remind myself of the journey of freedom that God has brought me on. And so I can stand firm in, in my truth. So I, I, I'm very interested where this book is going to go and where it's going to take me in that I'm not living in this right now. Does that make sense? It sure does. Okay. It sure does. I... I love that we have had this relationship for so long that we have seen each other's ugly. <laughs> hey, just I'm like I said, I found this face wash at Kroger months ago. It is a charcoal peel. Oh, yeah. And um, it, it left my skin feeling so soft. But the front of the box says, gets the ugly out. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta have that. <laughs> 
that's going home with me because if it's going to get the ugly out, it is a magic product. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you, I still have. Oh, the other thing I disagree with Lisa on is my angels curse all the time. Because <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Angels can curse, my friends. <laughs> Because if there's not a word that is fitting except for fill in the blank, then fill in the blank is going to be said. Sometimes you just have to express to the extreme. So while my face peel did not peel the ugly out, it did leave my face leaving. Well, that's awesome. I feel it like God poured a, poured a whole bucket of charcoal over my body and said, Sarah, it's time to get the ugly it out. It is time to get the ugly out. I am pulling my ugly out every day, all day, because life is a journey. It, it is, I'm never going to be complete. Nope. But until the moment that I'm standing before my father and hopefully he will say, well done. <laughs> Oh, Stuffy. He's going to. He's going and, to. And, 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 that is, and that is when I'm, I'm complete. Mm -hmm. And until then, I will let my ugly hang out so that everyone knows that it is okay to let your ugly hang out too. And, just, and, and to embrace it, learn from it, and not live in it. And to surround yourself with people who don't mind your ugly. Because everybody's got it. Everybody's got it. We all have circumstances or situations or trauma. Life is not pretty. It's, it's not pretty. There are beautiful things in life, but there are also bumps and rocks and, you know, big ditches and holes in the road and like a 22-year detour that, you know, you just have to learn how to get back to the main road. Life is full of obstacles and but it's a journey that will never be complete but never give up hope never stop learning and stop hiding your ugly and laugh. laugh laugh along the way laugh because it's gonna be i've been sarah sorfus of laughter for years now that's true <laughs> that is true but laughter it's healing. It's, it is. And it, just to laugh at myself, to laugh at my mistakes, mm -hmm. to let others laugh with me before I, you know, before I didn't know that it was okay. This is, this has been the my, hardest five years of your life, mm -hmm. but you can't tell me we weren't having fun laughing. Oh, we did. Five minutes before we came down here. It, um, it, they're, they're. And I was laughing in the midst of those freaking five years. Yes, you were. What's so amazing is that God can bring joy out of even the most difficult situations. Um, the reason I feel like I just came down here and I just poured out my guts, I feel like that there's just one person that needs to hear that it's going to be okay. That it's going to be okay mm -hmm. to not just give up hope. Um, I don't know who that person is, but I just, I just need somebody to hear that. Yep. It's going to be okay. It, it's all going to be okay. So we're going to go, you know, get healthy because that's what we need today. <laughs> yes. But thank you for joining us on another 
very authentic life radio. Very authentic life radio. There's nothing wrong. No, I mean very authentic. We that's what we can promise you that we're going to bring ourselves to you. Um, thank you all for making it a safe place for us to do that. Um, it's nice to be able to look into Steffi's eyes and um, let they, her are communicate. They, are they glazed over? Because They're a little glazed <laughs> over, but but they also speak of safety and love. I hope that everybody has that person or has some people in their lives that they're able to do that and find those people and hang on to them and know that it really is going to be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, thank you for, so much for joining us um, on this journey we call life. And I think I have our sign off. So until next time, live authentically.